0: Welcome to Zero to Rockstar Coaching Business, the podcast for coaches that want to bring consistent clients into their orbit. I'm your host, Leanne Sia, business coach and hype woman, ready to help you step into your big deal energy and close the gap between qualifying as a coach and creating the impact, income and freedom that you know you're meant to have. Let's do this. I'm here. This is my first ever podcast. I'm so excited that you are here listening to this with me. It's been a long time coming. For years, people have been saying, Leanne, start a podcast, where's your podcast? And I've been like, "Mm, should I? But I'm bloody doing it. (laughs) I'm starting this because there are so many amazing women out there that are qualified to coach, can change the lives of other people and create a huge ripple effect of good vibes and positive change. But they don't. Because they cannot get their coaching business off the ground. I know that there can be a huge gap between leaving your coach school training and getting consistent clients into your business. It can take months, it can take years, or it might actually never happen at all. And that breaks my heart. And that is why I'm on a mission to shorten that gap for you between becoming a coach and feeling like you actually have a business and not a hobby. So in this episode, I'm going to tell you everything that I did to get fully booked and hit the coaching holy grail of 10k months because if I can do it in a tough niche like mum coaching, you can do it babes. About six months after I qualified as a coach, I can remember being on a group coaching call in my office. That's a bedroom office, FYI, and it was one of those cold but cozy winter nights where I had to have a cup of tea in my hands to warm me up and my toes were freezing cold even with my slipper boots on. (laughs) It was the last group call of a four-month group coaching program that I'd enrolled in straight after coach school. And I remember being on that call and hearing what felt like all of the other coaches in my cohort signing their first paying clients and everyone cheering. (laughs) And I remember feeling gutted that it just hadn't happened for me. I felt like I'd been giving it my all to try and sign my first paid clients but no one seemed interested. I had moments where I felt angry, sad and resentful because I had these huge big fat hopes of hitting six figures and it clearly wasn't happening for me. I was one of the last people to ask a question on that call and I just burst into tears. (laughs) Now if you know me you'll know that I'm pretty high vibe so for me to burst into tears was totally out of character but I'd been carrying this feeling of despair really that I hadn't managed to build this coaching business that I'd invested in like I'd convinced my hubby to let me do a coaching qualification I'd spend so much time and energy getting out of my comfort zone like learning how to coach so to be ready to sign clients and not be able to actually find anyone to pay me, it was soul destroying, to be honest. But I just couldn't hold back from this wave of self-doubt about myself and my business that just bubbled up and boiled over on that call. Through my sobs, and it was ugly crying, <laughs> through ugly cries, I managed to ask for help. And I like said to the coach in there, What the fuck was I going to do? Because my hubby had told me that if I didn't start to make money soon, I had to consider going back to my corporate job. He had even given me a deadline of three months to make my coaching business work, or I was going to have to start pimping my CV. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, pressure is paralysing. I hate pressure, and for him to put that date in front of me felt like a ticking time bomb. I had to make my business work. There was no other option for me because what I had realised, now this is probably for another podcast, is that being in a soul sucking job, regardless of the job title or salary, induced my anxiety levels. And I spent a lot of time in corporate, in the toilets, doing an emergency EFT tapping routine. And I'd found that having a purpose like grow my business and helping others was the antidote to my anxiety. So I could not go back to that place again anyway back to that coaching call the coach gave me some incredible advice and she said that maybe I was just being too vanilla and vague and because I was certainly not a vanilla person that I should try and use all of my uniqueness to stand out more I was fully on board with everything that she said and was so determined to give it my all but there was this little part in the back of my brain that knew that something bigger than being vanilla had to shift if I was going to go all in in my business. And that was the thing that had been stopping me and holding me back my whole entire life. And that was my inner critic. I'm just going to take you back in a time machine to a year previous to becoming a coach. So this was in 2019. Imagine me sat in a white box room in Dubai with my therapist Nida who was helping me work through my health anxiety. I was staring at the motivational postcards that she had on her wall in front of me and she told me something that changed the trajectory of my whole life. She said the reason that I had health anxiety was because I didn't feel like I deserved the life that I had. Therefore, I was forever looking for evidence that something was going to go wrong. That statement hit me hard like a big slap in the face from, do you know, like one of those WWF wrestlers, let's say, Hulk Hogan. These feelings of not being worthy enough had played out in pretty much every aspect of my life up until that day. The relationships I'd had, the friendships, the university that I went to, the course that I chose, the career path that I went down, pretty much every choice that I had taken in my life had been affected by this lack of worthiness, lack of self-trust and a lack of self-love. I thought that everyone knew better than me about me, which is fucked up, right? (laughs) I realised that I had a loud AF in a critic. That had become the soundtrack to my entire life, And you know what? From the outside, you would never, ever have known. I was always happy, smiley, the brightest energy in the room, but on the inside was this dialogue. In my head, that was vile. (laughs) The common thread was always that I wasn't good enough and my inner critic would make some pretty bold and very believable statements as to why that was true. Over the following three months of working with Nidder, I went head to head with my inner critic. I got to know it really well and I think having that awareness of my inner critic was how I ultimately took the power away from it. Simultaneously, while learning to whip my inner critic's arse, I also started to manage my own thoughts and cultivate self-love through beautiful self-care practices that I had never ever done before. Because I thought self-care was just far too simple to deal with the shit that I had going on in my head (laughs) but it was life-changing. I was a recovering people pleaser, recovering guiltaholic, and anxiety warrior within six months. I had more headspace for my own self-development journey and I decided to follow my heart and train as a coach, move back to the UK and quit corporate forever. I had taken my inner critic, Out of the driver's seat of my life, and I had firmly put it in the back seat or maybe even in the boot under, like, do you know the first aid kit? (laughs) But when it came to putting myself out there for my business, I had not realised that my inner critic had sneakily climbed back into the passenger seat, was grabbing the steering wheel and pulling the handbrake at every single turn that I was trying to make. When I didn't sign any paid clients or make the six figures in six months like I had hoped, my inner critic laughed in my face saying, I told you so, Leanne, and gave me so much evidence that it was never going to happen for me. No one was liking or commenting on my Insta posts. None of my friends had referred me to anyone. I hadn't had an article published. The thought that kept running around in my head was that this is never going to happen for me. That thought then made me feel sad and a little bit like, so what's the point? Why am I doing this if it's never going to happen for me? So when I was putting myself out there, and this might be the same for you, the energy that is coming through is, what's the point? No wonder I wasn't magnetic to my ideal clients. After having this coaching call and Chris giving me the deadline, I knew that I had to turn the volume down on my inner critic if I was going to have a chance at signing clients and building my rockstar coaching business? How could my potential clients have confidence and trust in me if I didn't have it in myself? How could they even find me if I didn't put myself out there? How could I show up in my big deal energy if I was down in myself constantly? At that point in my business, growing it was at a complete juxtaposition to my inner critic. It was me or it was my inner critic. I could not build a business from my comfort zone. Building a business is scary as hell to our inner critic. It is probably one of the worst things that we could ever do to it. Our inner critic hates being uncomfortable, hates doing stretchy things, hates putting itself out there. It hates doing new things. It's scared of failure, rejection, embarrassment, criticism, vulnerability. Literally, everything that you have to be willing to encounter when you have your own business, is there any wonder that it tries to hold us back? Anyway, so I committed to turning the volume down on this inner critic of mine and began to question all of its fake news that it was bringing to me on the regular. I decided that to have a rockstar coaching business, it had to be built by Leanne 2.0, who was a completely different version of me. Because the current version of Leanne found it far too stretchy, scary, and just wanted to go and hide on the sofa watching Netflix. <laughs> Leanne 2.0 was comfortable AF in her big deal energy, being visible, owning her power and gifts, doing stretchy things with ease, being consistent, and being her own cheerleader. Leanne 2.0 was not available for comparison, procrastination, playing small, being a small business owner. FYI, that title really irks me. (laughs) Listening to her inner critic, having basic branding, being in scarcity mode or having a victim mindset. At the same time as starting to really take the power back from my inner critic, I began to embody Leanne 2.0. I chose to believe that my clients were coming and I worked on my mindset most days through journaling and things like future scripting. I listened to motivational podcasts and took action from a place of trust rather than scarcity. I put myself out there in a completely different energy that wasn't focused on Instagram. I was super duper proactive. I went out and met people offline. And by the way, that means in real life. My ideal clients at the time were mum, so I went to some forest schools and play centres, that kind of thing, I started offering free one-to-one sessions instead of discovery calls and set up some collaborations with businesses that were invested in health and well-being. Within about three weeks of doing this, I had signed my first paying client and six months later, I was fully booked with 18 clients and had my first 10k month. For the next two years, I worked as a coach for mums, helping them to turn the volume down on their inner critic so that they could become the mum that they wanted to be for their kids. I love helping women become cycle breakers and do the things that they never thought was possible for them, like ask for a pay rise, find a new partner, buy the dream house, set up their vision board business, and I mean a business that was on their vision board, <laughs> not a vision board business. Some of my clients have left toxic relationships, they've raised their prices, they've stopped hating their body, they've stopped dieting. And although I loved all of my clients, what lit me up the most was helping the women who wanted to build a business that they loved. I absolutely adored helping them leave behind their BS limiting beliefs about themselves and help them recognize all of their potential and just bloody go for it. I realised that with me as their wingwoman, slash height woman slash coach, they felt far more capable and confident than they had ever felt to do the stretchy thing. This love of helping women build businesses and my utter belief in the power of coaching to change the world led me to pivot my business back in March 2023 and I became a businesswoman and height woman for female coaches and I've not looked back. I help female coaches to step into their big deal energy and sign their first of many clients. With my Rockstar Coach Roadmap, inner critic slaying and solid belief in all of your potential, I can close that gap between qualifying as a coach and bringing in consistent clients. Because babes, it takes more than just strategy. If you don't have a pretty rock solid belief in yourself and you don't step into your big deal energy, you're going to find it really hard to build your business I'm not going to see, it's never going to happen. But what I will see is that it's going to be difficult. You might give up and I don't want that for you because your clients need you, only you will do. It's been an absolute pleasure having you listen and thank you so much for tuning in. Come and say hello to me on Instagram at underscore Liancia underscore. Head to Liancia.com if you want the show notes and if you are ready to build your rockstar coaching business sooner rather than later, come under my wing darling just drop me a dm and we will rendezvous